This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to the Clay Young Show. It is episode 145 of the Clay Young Show now on your podcast device and online at podcast225.com. What's going on, folks? This year, she is getting out of here. It's November. Thanksgiving is just around the corner. Man, you know, the one thing about this time of the year that is always so annoying to me, and it actually started happening about three weeks ago, that even before you get to Halloween, people are shoving Christmas down your throat. And I actually, quite frankly, enjoy Thanksgiving. It is my favorite holiday. It's, it's probably the, the most low-maintenance holiday in terms of people getting together of all of the big holidays. You know, the game plan for, for, for Thanksgiving, for the most part, is gather with family or, or people you like and eat and watch a little football, and there you go. I mean, that's it. Christmas has so many other pressures that we could run down. But, I mean, it's, it's such an interesting, interesting thing that it, it seems like the promotion for Christmas gets earlier and earlier every time. All right, so as we tell you every week, you can follow us on Twitter at ClayYoungBR, on Facebook backslash or forward slash ClayYoung. This week, your blood pressure is bound to go up. We're talking about the holidays, and right now there is a Louisiana family in Houston that will be celebrating their holidays around a very special guy there, Nick Toulier, East Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff's Deputy. Nick Toulier and his father, James Toulier, is with us to give us an update and to tell you an incredible story about an exchange with an insurance company and a reality that Nick faced almost completely out of the blue. And it did not have anything to do with a setback physically on his part. But it was a setback in a way that's going to make you angry. It's pretty sad. Pretty sad. Listen, before we get to our conversation with James, just want to update again. We did go out this Canvas group I put together, or actually, I mean, I I shouldn't say it that way. It wasn't just me. The DA's office, uh, the police department, the sheriff's office, a great number of people were involved in getting out there and going out and meeting neighbors. And we went to a different part of the Baton Rouge area. And one of the things that I hope we can accomplish with this deal is we go out And we take a diverse crowd to go meet people who live in tough situations and do nothing more than say hello. You know, there used to be a time when people moved into a neighborhood, people who live a few houses down, the next door neighbor, people down the street would come over to say hello. Sometimes they'd bring a dessert, the whole thing or and and listen, (laughs) the intentions in some cases were people being nosy? The other case, it was just people wanted to come over to welcome people to the neighborhood, and it was sincere. And I think in in this regard, what we're doing out in the city is really about saying hello and asking people what's going on, where they are, giving attention to areas that don't get a lot of attention. We take some food to say, you know, again, to say hello, and that's it. That's all there is to it. A diverse group of people who just want to be a part of the solution. And man, there are so many cynics out there. The truth is, there's really nothing you can do to make some people happy. Nothing. Nothing you can say. No time you can volunteer. There is just nothing you can do to make some people happy. 
But I will, I will guarantee you this. I spend not a whole lot of time thinking about cynics and those people. It really doesn't matter because most of the people who are on the sidelines lobbing criticism at an effort are the very same people who sit on the sidelines just sitting on the sidelines. And there it is. So I enjoyed it and it's not over with. Hopefully we can get in a couple more before the year is done. And also the guys from Urban Specialists over in Dallas were with us again. If you get an opportunity Put it in your search engine, in your Google machine, Urban Specialists. They are doing phenomenal work in Dallas, now in Atlanta, and hopefully soon here in Baton Rouge. So that that's a big deal. All right, without further delay, let's take a quick break and then come back and talk with James Toulier and get an update from him on something that is just mind-blowing. That conversation is next. Promote your business or organization on Podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. Posting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Clay Young here, and listen, if you are trying to sell your home but you want to save money, let me tell you something. Denise Harris with Remax Preferred Choice has the answer. Denise, let's talk about that. Yes, Clay. I'm really, really excited to talk about this promotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're offering a commission of 3.6%. That's mm-hmm. all you pay. Right. Instead of paying a 6% or a 5%, wow. we're offering you the same services for 3.6%. So you save money, thousands. Yes. And what else do you get? You get a full service listing. Okay. And professionals, full-time agents that are here to service you. You also get professional photos. Right. That's how people shop now. Professional photos are going to help you sell your property. So don't miss the opportunity to get this help. Contact Denise Harris and Annie McGarner right now. How can people reach you? Let us know that you heard it on Q106. Give us a call at 291-4440, 291-4440. Or you can stop by our office at 3300 North Shore Forest Drive. We're here to service you. That's REMAX Preferred Choice. Welcome back to The Clay Young Show. Back with James Toulier, who is in Houston right now with his son, as you just heard me talk about just a moment ago, Deputy Nick Toulier, who is right now dealing with the transition of everything going on over there. James has been on the ground with Nick since he has been there, only periodically coming back to Baton Rouge to either attend events here in support of law enforcement or to take care of business here. And it's so great to have him on with us. JT, how are you, my friend? Well, been better, been worse, Clay. So, well, let's, know. let's, the, the first obvious question is how is Nick? Nick is slowly improving every day. Um, ever since that surgery had on his, uh, intestines in July, uh, which found the problems that were causing him, recurring problems every three, three and a half weeks. Ever since that surgery made those corrections, Nick has slowly been improving. It, uh, you know, he did lose ground because of losing uh, therapies for about a month, but he's slowly improving and it's a day by day thing and Nick's not quitting. Nick's a fighter. 
He is indeed a fighter. And for people who have been keeping up with this, with your updates and everything going on, he has he has had some milestones, some things that he has been able to do. For people who haven't been keeping up with it, recap the last six months and some of the accomplishments he's been able to earn. Well, uh, you know, before the July surgery, uh, Nick had actually said the word hello. And uh, he was never supposed to be able to communicate again the rest of his life. And uh, so he's been able to, uh, with assistance uh, in therapy, he's been able to move his legs on his own. He's able to move his, uh, was able to move just his left arm. But now uh, he's been moving his right arm uh, since uh, he had surgery on his right arm about a little over a month ago. And he's able to move his right arm now on his own. Uh, You know, again, it's with, you know, in therapies. But uh, it just it's amazing to see the things that he's able to do that we were assured could never, ever happen again. You've got some, it's been amazing to see how fast he has been able to reach these milestones and how strong he is. And the man is not giving up. Like you said, he's not quitting. Has his strength and, and his tenacity broadened your expectations of what he can accomplish? Uh, we, Mary and I and Danielle, and, uh, you know, our families are uh, both sides. Danielle's family is our family. Uh, we have never put in our mind a limit that Nick would reach. Doctors have. You know, they've tried to tell us his limits that he'll reach. But here in Houston, uh, Dr. Doctor Katari is Nick's uh, main uh, head doctor over uh, this, you know, this type of injury, he's, he's the, uh, head, uh, uh, traumatic brain injury doctor for tear. Uh, he would tell you, he gives Nick no limit because all he can tell you is what they've seen in the past, usually with patients with this, this type of injury. But Nick keeps surpassing everything that, you know, that is the normal limit. And so he would tell you right now, he can't name you a a limit for Nick because Nick just keeps pushing through him. So we, we don't have in our minds a limit. Is Nick going to be handicapped for the rest of his life? I'd have to say yes. In what form? I'm not sure, but you know, I know he's got, you know, he, he had brain damage from that, that gunshot and, but you know, the, the damage that, that, uh, resulted in that we were told here are the outcomes from that. Well, he's so far, you know, proven that wrong or he's gotten by it. Uh, cause, uh, there, Danielle posted a video yesterday of Nick moving his tongue. He's trying to speak. I saw that. And, uh, you know, uh, it irritates Nick uh, that he can't speak because when when you know family and friends are around him, 
you can see it in his face. He wants to be able to talk to him. And it, uh, uh, so that gives him an incentive to keep working for one, but you know, he's, uh, what they do what they call uh, speech therapy, which is not actually speaking. It's getting him to move his lips, move his tongue, swallow. Well, these are all you know, precursors to be at being able to speak again. And so Nick, uh, you know, just, I guess, uh, a month ago, could not move his tongue like you saw in that video yesterday. And so now that's just, it's unreal. It's unreal to see it. In some ways, and I remember being there in December when, when they were giving the information on Nick and what they found when he got there. In some ways, he has rewritten, I don't want to say the record books, but maybe the handbooks in terms of expectation and what can happen in some ways, in my perspective. Is, is that a fair assumption for me to make? Yeah, uh, you know, and what we were told by Dr. Qatar, and he's, uh, you know, we we love Dr. Qatar. He's, uh, you know, of course we would, but he's uh, he's nationally known, world-renowned, and he's told us, you know, that doctors for, for years and years have been under the impressions that with this type of injury, here's the results that you're going to see. At, at about six months after the injury, however uh, healed your brain has reached, that's it. That's, that's the limit. But he said that, uh, you know, the experts in his field know that that's not the case anymore. Uh, the brain continues to heal past two years. Uh, so that's, you know, that's one thing there that's uh, not only Nick, but, you know, their industry is rewriting the books. Uh, Nick's rewriting the book as far as what he's uh, able to accomplish, even with their normal expectations. For people here paying attention to this, some some saw some of what you said a little while ago about Nick's situation and wanting to be certain that Nick wasn't neglected by insurance and by the powers that be. For people who didn't see the post or, or who aren't following you, update in your words what's going on and why uh, you are letting people know what's going on. Well, uh, we had been at tier. Uh, Memorial Harmon in Houston uh, for basically 11 months. And then insurance uh, wanted him out of that uh, facility. Uh, they determined that he did not need around-the-clock doctor, nurse, medical care any longer, that his wounds had healed. Uh, now, I'm saying the, you know, the like the exit wound and... Uh, different, you know, cuts and stuff on him had healed. So they had him move to a facility in Galveston, Texas, which is uh, a rehab facility, but they do not have the medical coverage 24 hours a day. Uh, so after hours, uh, Nick, you know, is there with, with Danielle or Mary and, um, but there's only nursing assistants after hours. The doctor that takes care of Nick is only there uh, to see Nick a couple of times, twice a, a week. So 
Um, when we moved to Galveston, they had us convinced that Nick would be at Galveston for six to seven months minimum. And, that, you know, that came from all parties involved, including insurance. Well, we moved here in, to Galveston in early October. And then within a week of being here, insurance starts raising a flag. Well, Nick has reached his goals. Uh, we didn't, we haven't seen goals, you know, and of course, right. like I said, Nick has no limits that, that anybody can justifiably say. So uh, anyway. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, know, but, but wait, but when you say goals, you mean they have some list of goals that they're using to judge whether or not they're going to continue to do what they're doing. That's the way we get it. So anyway, uh. It all came to a head this past uh, Thursday last week uh, that all of a sudden we got a phone call from uh, the management at TLC, that's the facility in Galveston, saying that as of uh, November the 7th, insurance was uh, no longer going to pay for him to stay at this facility. And we had to move him out. We have to supply a place for Nick to stay, and he has to go into what they refer to as outpatient therapy. And also, word we got was they were limiting him ex- uh, pretty uh, much on the amount of therapy, how many hours a week he would get. Nick gets, and, and it's needed for Nick to continue to uh, excel to continue to move forward, he's got to have more than four hours of therapy a day. And they were, the word we got was they were going to limit him to 10 hours a week maximum. Wow. So anyway, you know, to, to tell you honestly, we've been, this whole time since Nick was shot, we've been very polite, very, uh, you know, respectful and all. We got pushed up against into a corner. We had nowhere else to turn, and so last Thursday, Mary and I put this this uh, letter together, and I sent it to the sheriff and uh, and a few others. Then later on that day, uh, it was a few hours, I guess maybe four hours later, uh, somebody that uh, got that letter. It was. It was less than 10 people that I sent that letter to. One of them told me that letter needs to go ahead and go public because sometimes elected officials need a push from the public. And But like I say, we were backed into a corner. We, you know, we couldn't move. We, we had nowhere to move Nick to. We, you know, uh, we couldn't find a magic wand to jump up within five days and find a place to move him to. And we have to move also, uh, we, you know, funding, you gotta, you gotta try to come up with how you're going to pay for that. And so, you know, it was a unbearable situation. And, um, but you know, the, uh, I'm trying to think of, I guess the next day, we got a call saying, well, they extended that deadline. They gave us another week or two or 
or what what we would need to find some place to stay for Nick and and uh, so you know we're moving forward from there. Well, wh- but but, we, but here's the thing: most acti- most people are going to hear that. And have the same reaction yeah. I'm having right now, which is anger and yeah. agitation as to why this is who could be so tone deaf as to say, Insurance. let's let's do this. And yep. I don't even understand it. So who's now on, who's defending you and basically telling these people that they've lost their you know what mind? Is anybody in elected office? Has have they taken up the case to say this is ridiculous? Uh there, you know, there's a number of people that uh, uh, that I've heard that privately from, uh, but you know, I haven't seen it in public yet. I know that the, the governor is aware of what's going on, and uh, um, you know, there's different uh, elected officials that are aware of what's going on, and uh, but you know, I can't say any more than that. The public outcry is what is fighting for us now. And uh, that public outcry was was swift and, I'd have to say, vicious. And, uh, you know, I hate, again, that we had to go to that, but we had no other choice. I, I don't think you did. What about the law enforcement community back here? What's been the response from... You know the sheriff, the DA, from whomever hear about what this insurance company is trying to do to Nick. Well, when I before I sent that letter out, I personally talked to Sheriff Gotro, and he was telling me that he had his people looking into it, and but didn't know what he could do, and uh, you know he was going to give me a call back. Uh, I have not heard back from him yet. So uh, we've heard through some other channel that they're supposed to have a meeting today or tomorrow with their forces and, you know, talk about about the situation. And, but, you know, this is, uh, I, I, I hate to say it, but it's all about the almighty dollar. Uh, you know, when, when Nick got shot, everybody and, and his brother uh, in politics, Elected officials told us, you never have to worry. Nick will be taken care of the rest of his life. But then insurance came along. And, you know, and and, and, it, and we're not the only people like this. And the people are affected by insurance companies every day. Uh, they're heartless. They don't care. All they care about is that dollar. They Their job is to control spending. And that's what I'm sure came into play here. Uh, you know, they probably came to a point to oh, we're, we're, uh, we want to curtail this spending in some shape or form. And, uh, you know, they, there was a bill in the state legislature that passed called the Nick Touye law. And it, the, the spirit of the legislature, again, was for Nick to be taken care of. But insurance, uh, I guess, I'm guessing, you know, it's my personal opinion, read the law and figured out, well, that law's written to where his premiums and co-pays would be paid for, but it's not forcing us to approve uh, paying for anything, you know, by us, meaning the insurance company. 
And so that's all of a sudden, you know, we're in a fight uh, every day for trying to, you know, maintain coverage. And this this fight started about three weeks after Nick got shot. And that's why I say we've been very polite and we haven't we haven't gone to the public and, you know, raised this uh, as a problem because we've been trying to work with the system and push through it but over the last month we every night we go to bed that's on our minds every we wake up through the night it's on our minds we wake up the next morning it's on our minds we're having to deal with it uh we have to work with it all through the day and you just get you know it's one of those hair pulling out situations you get lost in the system and the system is way bigger than you. Well, the public outcry is way bigger than the system. And that's, we thank everybody for that. I mean, it's outrageous. You, you think about what this man has given for his city and what was taken from him in service to his city. The last thing that you would think someone would want to do is, is pinch pennies or move numbers around based upon that. How tone deaf is that? That that's about as bad as it can get. It is. It is. Uh, Nick didn't hesitate to respond, but there's hesitation to take care of him. And there were promises made in the beginning, and now those promises. I don't know whether it's out of sight, out of mind, or whether you get down the road and. You know, in the past, you you worry about situations, and I've said that about this with Nick. I worry that the the public will sometime in the future forget about Nick. Uh, we, you know, I mean, look at history. We tend to get stuff out of the forefront of our minds, and yeah. uh, you know, that could that be what's going on here? I don't know, but you know, Nick didn't hesitate, and this system needs to not hesitate uh i'm sorry this it's not nick's fault this happened it's not right. our fault this happened right for people who who, who want to get involved and, and, and for people who want to get their voices heard how would you recommend them doing that uh call their elected officials and uh you know not only not only for not only for nick but this shouldn't happen for any other officers in the future either. Um, you know, call their elected officials, uh, call the, the media, call the press, post on, on in social media, uh, get the word out. Let, let people know, let, let elected officials know it's not acceptable. It's, it, and it's really not. They, I mean, these, all these LEOs, you know, law enforcement officers, mm-hmm. They go every day. They put their lives on the line every day to protect our lives and our property. And it's not fair to them. We don't we don't pay them a living wage. Right. So they have to work uh, detail their uh-huh. overtime. Uh-huh. That helps them survive and you know get nice stuff for their families. Um, we got to do something better for our law enforcement officers as a group, not just for Nick but for all law enforcement officers. Uh, you know, I know of other officers that are in this same situation 
and uh, in the same fight with uh, with insurance. So, well, it's it's it is ridiculous. And I agree with you. People should call elected officials, post about it, make your voices heard and and let people know that this kind of thing can't stand. I mean, this the, we it, it I think it's a lack of decency. And don't get me wrong. I'm a business guy. I like making money just like the next guy. But some things are just common sense decency. And this is one of those things. I, you don't have to be a genius to figure out that this is a dumb, dumb move. And it's heartless. It is. It is heartless. So, you know, well, Nick put his life on the line and these other officers did, too. And, uh, you know, uh, didn't hesitate. Like I said, he he heard the call of help, heard uh, officer down and recognized the voice was a friend, uh, a friend of his and didn't hesitate at all. Right. And, you know, it's time it's time for uh, whoever is in charge to not hesitate and let's let's get this let's write this ship right because this is wrong well you're absolutely right listen i appreciate the time and and coming on the show and talking about this and i echo your sentiments put the word out and let people know that this is going on and we can't stand by and abide this it, it we just we just cannot james i appreciate Thank you it very much, give Clay. give my best uh, to mary and danielle my friend i will Thank you. This is Dr. Mary Catherine Rodriguez, and I'm Katie Fetzer. We're the owners and co-founders of The Wellness Studio, a mental health practice with locations here in Baton Rouge and Covington. We are also your host for The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com. Our podcast is a journey into the world of mental health. On our show, we're going to discuss some of the various forms of mental health conditions. We're also going to shed light on the various ways our listeners can get a better understanding of how the mind works and why we do what we do. So subscribe today to get The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com, iTunes, and the Talk One. 73 mobile app. It's Manners in a Minute presented by Manners of the Heart. When we patiently and consistently raise children with good manners, they develop two life-shaping qualities, respect for others and respect for themselves. Well-mannered children who share their toys and wait their turn become disciplined teenagers who freely give respect and have the ability to say no to self-defeating behavior. Teenagers with heart-centered manners become kind, compassionate adults who live to serve others, not themselves. They become adults who take time to help the new person at work, do volunteer work in the community, and open their homes to their children's friends. Teenagers with good manners become adults with self-respect. They keep their spending habits in check, and they say no when outside demands cut into time with the family. Why is it so important that we fill our children's hearts with manners? Manners instilled in the early years become the foundation for morals in the later years. This is The Clay Young Show on Podcast225.com. Man, can you believe that? You got to think if you're working at an insurance company, and I know people who work at insurance companies who are, you know, nice people and do good things. I mean, most of us have insurance and and multiple kinds of insurance and you probably like the person you're dealing with and then there are cases where you find somebody that you think you know you ought to take tomorrow off and then quit because you serve no purpose to anything we're trying to accomplish here and i'm thinking this insurance company 
is dealing with someone who has paid the ultimate sacrifice and, and given up so much so that he can serve his town and is fighting, fighting as hard as he can to recover and come back in as much as he can. And you want to kick him out? How do you think that's going to help your company's image? Exactly, exactly what do you think that's going to do for you in a way that makes you gain business? So hacking off law enforcement agencies all over the country and hacking off all the people who support law enforcement agencies all over the country, how is that a decision that was thought to be a good one? I am not doing the math. I can't see it. So my suspicion is people are going to say something about this and the public is going to be outraged at this and say, come on, guys, y'all have to be kidding. Based upon what this man has given, the last person you ought to be trying to purge out of your system is Nick Toulier. In fact, I say you should be going out of your way to make certain that you do what you what you can for him and want you would want the public to know that that you are not leaving him in the dust that you're not trying to kick him to the curve. Come on, man. Anyway, that's my two cents and I sh- I'm sure a lot of you agree with me on that. You just have to I, I, you know, even playing devil's advocate on the other side, it's okay. What would be the other side of this coin that just to, to, to take the other side, to be contrarian, I could, I could, I could see that or make this argument in their defense just to get both sides. There is no other side. This is just dumb. This is dumb. All, I mean, this is going to gain you in attention in ways that you don't need. And then when you come out to say, because I do believe at some point they're going to walk this back, it isn't going to help you. It's better to just walk it back now and just do it. And this story goes away. If this thing gains a lot of attention and gains even more media attention, what do you think is going to happen? Wow. You know the old saying, common sense ain't so common. This is one of those cases. Anyway, thanks again to JT for being on with us and sharing uh, some of the other news, the positive news about what's happening with Nick. He is a tough, tough guy. There's just, I've seen it with my own two eyes. He is a tough, tough guy. And he is fighting and not giving up. So God bless to you, brother. Keep the fight up. And that'll get it for us. Thank you for enjoying episode 145 of the Clay Young Show. And we will catch you next week here on podcast225.com. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Clay Young Show.